Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 273. We are exploring all the funness that was San Diego Comic-Con that we couldn't attend. Yeah, we uh, talked about a lot of trailers. A movie lot, kind. A lot of The them. movie kind of trailers, Tony, before you No say. Optimus trailers. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah. A lot. A lot of trailers. Such as Thor Ragnarok's trailer. Yes. Such as Justice League trailer. And then all of the other trailers. And then all the other ones, yeah. <laughs> Ready Player One. That yes. Was a great one. Yes. Stranger yes. Things. Stranger Things. Season two. Yes, all of those things. What other ones <laughs> do we use? <laughs> we could name them all now or they could listen to the show. Or you could do that, yeah. Plus, we unpacked all sorts of other news that came out during San Diego Comic-Con. If we listed it all to you, then the podcast would be just an hour longer. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, and very redundant. We also reviewed some comics. Uh, you know, Which we tend to do every yeah, now and then. Yeah, on our comic book yeah. podcast. So. so sit back, <laughs> relax, grab a drink, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 273, Superman's Martha Stash. Sound, not a P sound. Baka, does that sound like Darth Vader? <laughs> That's a fuck no. He says no. absolutely no, yeah. <laughs> That's Wookiee for a fuck no. <laughs> That's what his farts That's... sound like. <laughs> filtered through a suit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I broke my foot. You broke your foot? For real? For Did really you real? And, and you're just telling us this now. Because he knew we would have wasted all of our good insults on him prior to this and yeah. not remembered him. What the hell did well, you I do? I should have just did that. Then, then, <laughs> then. So I went to a bachelor party this past weekend and you're not supposed had to pick a blast. The hookers. No. <laughs> <laughs> we went rafting. And during the rafting trip, the many times of thinking of pushing someone out of the rafts, this and that. Well, the river did most of that for us. There were so many times that people got knocked off by a branch, people that couldn't steer this way and that, too drunk and lost balance. One of the guys on my uh, raft uh, fell, I want to say, seven times. The last of which was when we got to the finishing beach you know, dock area, and I step out of the raft. Well, there's... From the cement blocks that come up to the river there, there's a little bit of a gap and everything, and I sat, <laughs> missed, slipped, and then fell in, mm. and I hurt myself like on the like a huge rock when I was stumbling and everything, and my foot fucking hurts. Also, buddy Chris, who I said, fell in like six times. Well, that was his seventh time, because he fell out laughing so hard at me. Oh, my God. So, literally, you broke your foot? Like, on the bottom of it. It, like, really, really hurts. There's a big bruise there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the metal carcels are, are broken, if that's the what... Metal, the metal carcels. The met- metal carcels. The medical carcels. Yes. Okay. Did, have you gone to, to see a medical... The are low. ...medical <laughs> professional about your no. metatarsals? 
I will maybe do that later if, if it still continues after four hours. But uh, your I like how you multiple waited parcels. The, I like how you waited to the very end, in the least dangerous part of the river, to <laughs> yeah. break yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he could have fallen out, yeah. like hit his head on a rock. I thought you were going to say, like, when you were saying people were getting knocked off by branches, that I tried to kick one. <laughs> and... <laughs> and it backfired. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funnest things that we did, though, our whole, everyone there was giant drunk teenagers, pretty much, it felt like. And at one of the many sp- spots that you stop on the river, we put a giant, bo- like, log not a log like giant rock in one of the the other rafts that they couldn't push off right away and then we stole about six different paddles <laughs> and started going down and people are bitching what i don't have any paddles here of course they were all smart we had four rafts in total with like four people no on one each. ever so they saw were... them again <laughs> <laughs> they were able to uh share their paddles so that they could go down and then we we're we're like, damn it! Why did we do that? And in fact, some of the guys were so drunk, and like the bachelor, he was just worthless to begin with. He shouldn't have had a paddle because kept paddling the wrong way, mm-hmm. whatever way he was facing. He just thought that was the way he had to paddle, I even never though. Understood this whole let's get wasted on a river idea. Like, you could die. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Like yeah. you could like. The chances I mean, of it, you dying are increased. It's not like it's a white water rafting. They kept falling out of the boat. It wasn't yeah. a slow river. There was enough of us that were kind of soberish to make you, sure that were we... Were you one of them? Because yeah. that doesn't count. Towards up until about the end, but... Hey, I think, and, and I, think, if, I think drunk people float because of all the carbonation in their stomach. <laughs> and if not, though, we would have just circled around because it was one of those circle rivers, so... Mm. Would have just gotten right back. Like up. the lazy do river, river. Wait, do rivers do that? Do I think he, I think circle? they were on the lazy river at Michigan Adventure. Did <laughs> you guys not hear that happened last summer? What? Some some girls were stuck on a river. They didn't know where to get off because they thought it circled right back. Yeah, well, I heard about that. About well, it's kind of a joke. We really oh, didn't think that. Oh, I thought <laughs> we're you not had, that dumb. I thought you had literally <laughs> found a river that circles around on itself, and it was like. <laughs> How? How does that work? It, it wouldn't. No. no. All, all rivers flow in the same general yeah. direction. Down. Yeah. Down. Exactly. Down. <laughs> so anyways, uh, let's get into some really important news, and that is a mustache. And I was... <laughs> Mustaches are important. Yeah. I want to call it... I want to try to find something clever to call it instead of mustache gate because I hate whenever someone puts gate after everything that's controversial. And right. This isn't controversial. This is just kind of weird-ass fucking movie news. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what could be a good pun with that. I know. I'm thinking. I'll come up with one, like, at the end of the podcast. And yeah. I'll just blurt it out. <laughs> I know! No. <laughs> Super whiskers. Um, yeah. <laughs> The hairy debacle. That's actually pretty good. I like that one. So, we have found out that they are doing many reshoots for the Justice League. Of course. Which is crazy because of all the trailers and everything they have out, but with the um, kicking off of uh, Snyder and then having um, Joss uh, Joss. come on in. Good old buddy Joss. We haven't mentioned him in a while. He probably thinks we hate him. We I don't. remember when we first started this podcast, we just <laughs> mentioned him all the fucking time. Well, he's the master. No, and so he is now having a his kind of part of vision to 
fix what I am so incredibly scared that this is going to be like their entire track record because all their movies, the exception of Wonder Woman, have been mediocre. Yes, and I feel that he will have a better flair to make it yes. more but he can only deal with so much of what's already been shot and how often you can do reshoots. It's got to right. be for key scenes and a couple and you can't really change the entire direction of a movie from a but you can kind of reset a tone a bit. Right. You Add could have jokes. a new ending. You could have a couple, you know, a epilogue with out. two people and say, "Oh, that was a wild ride." Hey, let's go talk to your grandma Martha. (laughs) So, anyways, with that being said, uh, we now have Superman who is coming in with a mustache. Stash man. Yes. Stash man. Henry Kazizzle. It's Cavill. Cavill. It's a very easy name. (laughs) There's no Z in it whatsoever. So I, I, I did hear about this, and I saw on my Twitter feed um, some comic book artist. I don't know who this was, and I found the photograph, and I'm not seeing an attribute at, attribution. Attribution. Oh, yes. Yeah. Saying words is good and easy and stuff. <laughs> For Harry Caviezel. Um, but uh, anyway, so he did his take on Superman with a mustache, and he... Uh, who do you think this actually looks like when I show it to you? Oh, it looks uh, Tom Selleck. Well, it's a Tom, I, I was thinking of uh, uh, or what's his uh, fucking Dean Morgan from Oh Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. I can see that he goes. I realize it's totally um, oh, shit. <laughs> Totally fucked this up. You don't even know Freddie Mercury. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Who would have been an awesome Superman. Okay. I think he would have been. That's an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I think he would have been. I think it would have been very... He would have seemed like an alien. (laughs) Going back to the actual conversation (laughs) that, that most of us were having... So he's drawing. shooting Mission Impossible 29 or whatever number yeah, they're on. 5002. Yes. And with that, he is got a mustache within that film. And I believe it's Paramount that's making it. Have his, has him contractually obligated to keep that mustache. And there's a lot of times where other movies... Uh, with the first Avengers movie, the reason why Chris Evans was, when they are eating the shawarma, had his hand up the whole time was because he grew a beard for one of the other movies and he couldn't shave it. So if you ever look at it, you will see him kind of smirking and laughing, but his face is kind of covered because he is hiding his beard. Mm. So with that being said, now all these reshoots, you need to have Henry come in with a mustache. What are they going to do? And CGI the shit out of that face. Well, well I was going to say, there's a couple <laughs> routes yeah. they could go. They could pay Paramount a lot of money to allow him to break that contract and then that's going to put them a little bit behind, but they're going to be like, ah, we got money, so we don't care. Or B, digitally take it out. Right. I, th- I thought that's what they were planning on doing. And that's yeah. the more expensive route. I don't know how well it's going to be. And what's going to happen is this is going to distract so many people from watching this movie to see which scenes were digitally shaved. Yeah. Like how that's going to go about. From, uh, from 
if you're going to go by like every other Superman movie so far, that literally will be the only thing people will care about. Which scenes it was. That will be the only reason people go. It Very much so. There are some people that are going to war with Keep the Stash. Like People want to see... It's so dumb because they don't understand that the way that films are made, they would then have to re-digitally enter it on all the other scenes he that were... He facing this direction and they shoot him from a different angle and all of a sudden he has a mustache. And then they pan back and now he doesn't have a mustache. And then they pan back and all of a sudden he has a mustache again. Yeah, so some people on it the internet don't game. know how... It would be an awesome drinking game. Every time Superman has a mustache, you, drink. you have to do a shot. I wonder how he shaves, though. What could cut... His hair. Oh, he had a beard at the beginning in Man of Steel. Yeah, he he uses his laser eyes with a mirror. Like in in the comic books, it was he had a hunk of Kryptonian metal from his ship when he came here. That's how he shaved. shaved? Yeah, using his laser vision. How did that. he? Sh- is that how he shaved in the first movie? Did they even? They, talk I, don't about that? They I don't think they showed it because he did have that scruffy fisherman's he beard. He did. Yeah. Is Kryptonian... It was a fake beard. Like, okay, so wait a minute. He was, he was in hiding. Let's, was let's, beard. Now that we're on this topic, yeah. does his hair not grow? How does he get a haircut? If his face hair is... Yeah, he's also lasering. Yeah, like, why doesn't it look like shit all that's the time? Why, that's, why, that's why he, he he actually has a mullet. <laughs> he's a kid. I think yeah. <laughs> Good old 80s uh, Superman. Yeah. They can, now they could just throw it in a man bun and make him hipster Superman. Right, right. <laughs> Just like they did with uh, Ken recently. Yes, yes. Bar- Barbie and Ken. Yeah. So I, out of all stupidness to talk about, this is the one that has just made me like giggle inside of how stupid it is it's... that people are arguing over. Yes. Leave it to the nerd community to find the most ridiculous thing to talk about. Out of an entire weekend yeah. full of all kinds of news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, yes. this is the most ridiculous thing that has come out of it, and this is the thing ever, the internet is losing their shit over, is the stupid mustache. They should just leave it in. Can't they make up over that shit? Put, like, a skull really? cap type of thing over yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just looks latex? like he has a really big yeah, lip. Put some latex lip. over it? Yeah. There's got to be a way, right? Is it a big beard? Like It's, is a, he, it's is a mustache. He ro- is he rocking, like... Is it just I've seen a picture of it, and it's, I think it's about Josh's size. Oh, that is maybe too big to hide. It's not like uh Not that our listeners know like how a, big Josh's yeah. mustache is, but it's a hefty mustache. I like to. He could probably, like, <laughs> like chew on it if he wanted to. It's getting pretty long. Probably chew on do you, it. Yeah. Do you know what, what is that? Is that what women <laughs> think men do with their mustaches? Just chew, chew on it? No, I'm not saying he Time could. for a snack, buddy. Now I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not saying he he does. I'm saying he could. <laughs> I don't know how to All do All right, that. we're moving on because she has no clue about mustaches. Thank God. Uh, let's go to off the shelf. Yes, off the shelf. I actually, I'm going to start. So Are you really? I am. I'm gonna, I have two books to talk about. That's why I'm going to start. Because well. um, then I can take a nap while you review yours. <laughs> <laughs> so I read a book this weekend called Rum Row, an independent book that was... Made by Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Rum Row. No, not made by Scooby-Doo. So this was written by Andrew Maxwell, and the art was by Michelle Bandini. Michelle is a male. Not that that matters, but when I first started reading it until I got to the very end and it shows pictures of the 
people who worked on this book, and then it was totally a dude. And I was like, oh, Michelle's the guy. That's cool. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so this book was put out through Kickstarter, the first one, and right now they're actually doing the Kickstarter for issue two, which goes until August 5th, and I totally suggest throwing some money at it, because this uh, comic is pretty cool. It um, tackles prohibition, like in that era, um, but instead of being like underground speakeasies or like on boats, because the original Rum Row was boats, um, they're all in like dirigibles and hot air balloons. So that's where the speakeasies are, they're or in, up in the sky. They're in what? Dirigibles. What's a dirigible? So like a big, what do you call them? Uh, Zeppelin? Zeppelin, yes. And then a hot air balloon? And a hot air balloon. Are they the same? I don't think they are. I think dirigibles are can be. You just want to say that word. It's fun. <laughs> you say it. Dirigible. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> That's acceptable. So the writer Andrew um, describes it as Jules Verne meets the Untouchables, which I totally get. But the whole idea of um, speakeasies in the sky totally just like played to my imagination and the idea of being up in the air and like these fights between the cops and the the people who own the speakeasies occurring in the sky not in planes but in hot air balloons and stuff was just totally awesome and the whole first comic is it's new year's eve and they're having a big new year's eve party in one of these big zeppelins and the police end up breaking it up and arrest the woman who owns the speakeasy. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of speakeasies were owned by women. Because cops are less likely to arrest them than mm. men. But See, <clears throat> there were a lot of benefits to being a woman there back was. then. There was. <laughs> All those won. <laughs> Just that one thing. Yes. Um, so, but then at the end of it, she ends up getting away. There's this entire elaborate... Like, they knew the cops were coming, and they end up turning the tables on the cops, and the main, the woman, who is the one of the main characters, is just a badass. Like, she totally knew what was going on. She took her, she was able to take her handcuffs off and handcuff the police officer who had arrested her, and it was just, she seems like she's going to be a total badass. So, of course, I'm 100% behind this whole idea of the storyline. So, um... Great art. Michelle does a great job. The colors in this are super awesome, too. So if you like the idea of drinking in the sky during Prohibition... Who wouldn't? And who wouldn't? I'd rather drink in the sky. Because dirigibles were safe back then. Well, but you know, if you have to throw up, right? You just... Over the side. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about what happens to it. Nobody needs to clean it up. You just no. puke right over the side. Right. And then it just evaporates. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> So. That's probably how they keep getting busted. <laughs> People just throwing up over the side. Um, so Andrew did a really good job writing this writing this book and making the first issue interesting enough to keep your attention and want to read into the next issue. So um, go to his Kickstarter. Just search for Rum Row on Kickstarter and throw some money at it. You'll get issues one and two if his Kickstarter is fully funded. So you only have till August 5th to do it. So get on top of it, because I want to read number two. So y'all should throw some money at it. All right. Well, I have two X-books to talk about. X-books. And actually, they're two 
mutant books following a, a solo person. Oh. We are going to return to Cable with Cable number three. Now, do you guys remember my review of Cable number one? Um, briefly. I was kind of the on the fence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to, like, just say it now. I still am. And I'm kind of like, uh, because it's great, but then it's also underwhelming. Now, one of the biggest things, if you remember in the first uh, issue, he went to like an old Wild West and then got transported at the end to, uh, you know, feudal Japan type uh, era. And everyone has these futuristic weapons that they're getting from this man that, that Cable is chasing through time. And when he's chasing him through time, there's certain time vortexes that he's following him to, to go through because Cable can time travel, but not necessarily knowing where this guy is going. He can follow that, you know, stream to wherever that's this person's going to, who is now named the Conqueror within here. What the whole Conqueror has and, and everything is still left up to be a mystery. But issue number two had him then uh, fighting the, the Japanese uh, warriors and then going to an ancient uh, Mayan civilization. Pretty much almost like the first issue, going through, killing some bad guys with some future tech. Now he's starting out in the Mayan uh, civilization. And within this, you get a little bit more of the guts of this book, which is kind of why I want to review it. And it's still keeping me interested. The last issue, I was kind of like, this is just like the first one. And this one, I'm like, it's just like the first two. Because... He now fights some some Mayans who have some future tech. The art looks amazing, like how they have this glowing uh, with these guys, kind of like they're like bird people. So they have like glowing type like wing contraptions that are not of this world. Now, when they go to this uh, giant, you know, Mayan like pyramid type thing and Cable is just like saying, wow, this guy gave you all this tech for this. And one of the people that he helped save goes, no, this is from the gods. So almost kind of getting to, you know, the gods from the sky. So you're starting to get some ancient civilization, you know, aliens type thing, which has always been predominant within most comic books anyways. So you see this kind of enclosed, like I said, civilization that has other future tech. So it wasn't just this conqueror that was giving and dishing out like samurai swords that were giant lightsabers and, you know, super guns to the Wild West people. But he did give them some tech. This is where I'm kind of at the point of, I don't know if I like it or not. Because he's figuring out that he's finding the time sword. And the time sword is in five pieces that were scattered through time. And we're going to these other times. Sounds like a plot device to me. Exactly. <laughs> That's what pisses Fortunately, me off. Fortunately, they were all in the same place. So eventually... It all just came back together. <laughs> Fast forward a couple yeah. weeks. Oh, there it is right there yeah. on the ground. And now it's complete. <laughs> and while the visuals and everything of this time sword looks sweet, to me I'm just like, it's a fetch quest. Mm. Like, I don't feel this is where Cable's re-debut of having a solo comic should go. Now, if there's some sort of huge thing that this time sword can do, because Cable can already go through time and everything, and it seems like... This Conqueror guy, Ken, what's the Time Sword do? Does it splice you? Like, that could be a really cool thing in of itself. But when you then say it's, you know, you now realize why he's gone to these different times. Cool. Awesome. But at the same point, you're, it would have been even better if 
he's some fugitive running from cable and just randomly picking places and dropping some tech on the way. I feel that would be a little bit more satisfactory than go get blade here, go get cross hilt here, go get, you know, pommel here to, you know, forge the, you know, Voltron sword of light, you know. Sounds like a video game. Exactly. And so with that, at least in this, the way this issue ends, he finally faces him. And of course, it's one of those to be continued, like it's time we met. My review is just like the first one. Eh. I, like, I do enjoy Cable. He is one of my favorite comic book heroes. This just feels... No, it feels like Cable, too, where he's kicking ass and chewing bubblegum. Like, and they haven't even invented bubblegum yet in this time. He's like, kicking gum and chewing ass. Yeah. <laughs> he's not chewing on his mustache. Yes. So, yeah, I'm still going to keep reading it because I feel like it's going to have one giant, you know... Payoff at the yeah. end. If not, then I'll have my real final, final review whenever. Yeah, your rant review. But I'm still reading it. I'm still collecting it. So so there's that. Okay. The next book is a little bit more in the feels, kind of. And the reason why is because it was a huge controversy last year when Bobby Drake came out. Yes. The old, or the... Not the old, the newer, younger version that came from the past to yes. now said the he was origi- gay. The original X-Men, yeah. Bobby Drake, yes. And I, at that time, had a problem with it, not because of how that happened, but knowing um, many people who are gay or lesbians and how it's not a choice, it would, this was, they've said time and time again, this Bobby Drake is the exact Bobby Drake of this timeline. Right. You could have multiple other timelines where even then, or other universes, so you were born by different parents or whatever, Mm -hmm. biologically speaking, sure, if one of them turned gay, the ramifications of having this younger Bobby be gay and not the older one just didn't sit well with me. I just didn't know how they could reconcile that until then adult Bobby became gay as well and said he was hiding all of his feelings. A little bit of hiding them a little too well. I feel like all those women he dated throughout the years are probably super pissed now. Because I've dated a kid. A a kid. It was when I was a teenager. So I dated somebody who ended up being gay. And it's not like you feel like betrayed or anything. But it's still like, why didn't I see that? And and so (laughs) one of the things within this uh, series uh, made by uh, Cena Grace, who has the knowledge and everything and really the writing in this is superb he's already talked to kitty about it and he's trying to come clean with a lot of more people and saying hey this is who i am this stuff it starts party whenever they have within the marvel universe little text messages i find them hilarious because in some way they either they have like the screen names of someone Throughout many of the series, they'll kind of just have a bunch of chatter, and right. you're looking at those little secrets. So he's pretty much sent a massive tech message out to people, and you have like people like Johnny Storm, like flame on, <laughs> literally, ha ha. <laughs> uh, uh, Lorna, you know, a part of me always kind of thought so. That's probably why I picked Alex. Um, <laughs> Spidey, huh? You'd think your fashion sense would tingle a little harder <laughs> than like boom boom. Who, who's this? He's got a new phone. So, like, that small thing there was kind of like, 
it you get the the grasp of he's really telling a lot more people now right than the few x-men that he was with at first of this is who i am and he is on his way home to hang out with his mom and dad now having not read some of the other um iceman books throughout the years and everything i've always known that his parents were at first like kind of scared of the mutant powers mm-hmm. but i do believe remembering uh him growing up stuff that they kind of came around to knowing yep. he's a mutant and they accepted him for it i cannot explain how well it was written within this book of taking you're a mutant and replacing that with you're gay and that is how the dialogue went he didn't even open up to his parents that he is gay his parents were kind of going on about him being a mutant um you know but bobby's trying to like be serious about everything and his dad's just kind of saying you know what why why don't you go you know get a job you know are you always on the clock you know do you get to punch in and out when you put on your your tights and everything and bobby's being kind of defensive but not defensive in a way that he should it it seemed kind of natural knowing even though they weren't talking about him and his sexual orientation it was just he's born this way as a mutant his parents aren't treating him differently but he's feeling a little ostracized because he's a mutant there's a word for that and you kind of see it within the the parents their dynamic of like you know you know he wants to do the right thing and everything but his dad's like well why don't you if you want to do the right thing why don't you be a firefighter you know why do you have to hang out with those mutant friends you know why don't you have a job with a 401k why are you doing this and it it showed a little bit more of whether there's some hidden bigotry or not i don't believe that's what the parents were saying but the parents were also trying to get out of like let's talk about some other things while bobby's just like oh we went and saved the day here we went and did this and i'm only talking about my mutant powers and everything so that's part of this but it wasn't just a feel-good story because the purifiers come on in with william striker and what do they do they hunt down mutants because they're different right and within this book kind of like capturing uh bobby's parents now one of the greatest things is iceman has been known has seen a future version of himself uh, what we call the the ice wizard pretty much yeah and who can make like sentient golems and everything like to that's the snowmen now one of the things (laughs) that throughout the history of x-men books it's always been known that that he is an omega level and Mm -hmm. there are many omega level mutants where their their power goes beyond even what you initially thought hell he can be decapitated and still be alive his sentience can be in his head and he can be reattached now that's different kind of timeline everything that's happened but he he's also been known to be melted and the water kind of got refrozen and he formed himself again that's a little far you know more than what you would think his powers would be but he's that powerful if you put his mind to it and in the back of his head he's just trying to be bobby trying to be not too powerful because he doesn't want to turn into that evil dickhead wizard guy but also knowing i could fuck shit up he's telling these guys i could stop the capillaries in your blood right now with just a thought so right now i'm taking easy on you and i'm like this is the ice man that i, I want to yeah. see now they've always hinted at that for the past 20 years that's the one caveat that i'll have is 
you've you you know this. You've always known this. You didn't have to see Ice Wizard guy to, which is more. Those stories came out. That was the Battle of the Atom, wasn't it? Like three years ago. Oh, Battle of the Atom was longer than three years Are you ago. You sure? Oh yeah. Fuck, comic book time to me sometimes. <laughs> Battle of the Atom was way longer. No, than No, it three wasn't. Years. The, the most recent one with the new, uh, not the old, old one. It was oh. with the new versus the old X-Men. Oh, I didn't, that one was I didn't like read that. I was thinking you were talking about original Battle of the Atom. I'm like, I think that was the 90s. No, 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 no. <laughs> there was the more recent one, or maybe it was Children of the Atom, maybe it was oh, called. Oh, I think it was Children of the Atom. Because I, I know it was more recently when right. we were doing this podcast, so it wasn't that long ago. But that's where that all came about. Uh, in the end, you, you get No, this... the original one was called Children of the Atom. And okay. the newer one was Yeah, the so Adam. I knew what I was talking about. You did. Good job. Go chew on <laughs> your... Yeah, there in the end. Go I'm going to go chew on, chew on my mustache <laughs> over here in the corner. <laughs> I will say this. When you look at the... Knowing Bobby is gay, and you see the, the purifiers, you know, talking about how you're not welcome, you're not here, and they are kind of known as holy men, and you get a glimpse of the dad kind of coming around uh, who's saying, you know... Back in the day, you know, we used to have a belt put on us when we were in, when we were kids. You know, um, they'd go through days without you know speaking out of turn, uh, the normal stuff in the second grade growing up. But uh, he never thought other people could misinterpret the holy book as much as this guy's doing. So it's kind of like almost saying that there's some things within religion that they didn't want to too much get into because they're trying to make it. A whole mutant, non-mutant thing. Right. But within the world of mutants right now, it's becoming more accepted. Oh, let's put it into a real-world term. It's becoming more accepted for, for gay and lesbians uh, to be able to come out and everything. And it was very, uh, I don't know, allegoric, not really metaphor. I mean, how you would... I think allegorical is right. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. This yeah. book out of the... Of, of the three so far, really got more into the mindset. I was also quite happy what he did at the end, where he made with his ice... You know, ice can burn you with, at, yes. you know, cold degrees. Cold, yeah. And made this giant X in William's chest, which ah. kind of like, you know, to remind him that I could have killed you right here. Right. Of course, they're going to go about and and still try to go after mutants and stuff, but it also showed... I mean, Iceman went fucking berserk. Like, he was going to do some sneaky stuff, then got captured. And then when they're beating his parents, he just kind of, like, unleashed a hailstorm of shit and fucked up all these guys. So, I... It sounds awesome. I love... I love when mutants kind of have... Yes, the breaking point. Yes. Yes, I love that, too. That's my favorite part of the Jean Grey stories. She has a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really well written. Uh, art was superb, and it's actually I want to continue reading this book. I'm glad that they're because he's always been on the team, but he's always been like a side character. Like not there's not a whole lot of focus. Goofy Bobby. Yes, exactly. So it's very cool that they're bringing him into the forefront, and it sounds like they're doing it in a very cool way. So that that's awesome. I like it when they give the X Men their due. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I did have one book that I was going to review, but then didn't really have time to read it. Yeah. Street Fighter Swimsuit <laughs> Special 2017. Another one. Well, the other one wasn't Street Fighter. 
Summer must be the swimsuit edition time yeah, of the year. You would think so, maybe? I mean, that would make logical sense. You know, I mean, whatever. I don't know when the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition comes I mean, 100% out. though, a lot of these are from smaller publishers. It gets some more revenue, which not it's having to write a like story. A, it's like a pinup. Yeah. yeah, so you have some artists that you're like, right. oh, who can I have right. do some extra commission so, work? Is this, first of all, are there that many girls in Street Fighter? Yeah, you take the all the roster of a ton of Is stuff. It huge. You still have though some guys. Are there dudes in this? In Street Fighter? Well, no, no, no. In, in the, the swimsuit edition, swimsuit. yes, there are there are dudes in there. Thank you. That's all I want. Yeah, it's just some dudes too. Instead of making it just a big boob fest for dudes. Yeah, maybe you can review it next week. Banana hammock. Okay. <laughs> just a little banana hammock action is all I ask yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. What was what was the name of that guy again? The one that it's stretches. Delsim. Delsim. Yeah. 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 He's would, already in a swimsuit. I know, you basically Although, like, there. you don't swim in a diaper. That sounds like it'd be uncomfortable. No, no. <laughs> Very not. absorbent. Yes. Have you ever watched, a, seen a baby at the, not that he wears an actual diaper, but have you ever seen a baby at the beach? They get in the water and they come out and the diaper's, like, hanging off their ass. Yeah. Because it's, like, and their butt's, like, huge because it's absorbed all the water of the ocean. It literally is not yeah. it's like doing fish anything popping to out help. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did the kid just shit fish? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. So that was off the shelf this week. Now we're going to move on to some news, and there is a lot of it because there was the big nerd fest last weekend. What nerd fest? San Diego Comic Con. slept under a rock. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was actually, I feel like last year during San Diego Comic Con, there was not a lot of stuff that came out from it. But this year, there was quite a bit. Of news. I have watched so many videos online trying to look at all the toys. <laughs> and I was annoyed that I didn't find as many as I did last year. Yeah. I did finally find a bunch of them that went through the Transformers booth. And what I learned is that there's some cooler ones coming out later on that they didn't have debuted there, which makes me happy. Some of the toys were just re repaints, and I yeah. don't like that because I've already seen those toys and you know probably what? own them. San Diego Comic Con exclusive Funko Pop, Nega Scott from Scott oh, Pilgrim. Really? Yes, I'm so jealous of everybody that got one. Why didn't you ask our friends to get one? I never think of that <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's kind of funny that they waited this long to do that. I know. Well, Brian Lee Is O'Malley it? was there. Okay, so was it comic book? Scott Pilgrim, I'm guessing then. Not, not, uh, what's Michael name? Sarah? Michael Sarah. Well, they're Funko Pops, so can you really tell? <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> again, but. It was okay. Scott Pilgrim. That's, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> it was probably the comic book. Yeah. I, I feel like the Funko Pops um, of those are the comic book versions. Yeah. But. Um, speaking of watching lots of videos, trying to figure out what's going on, there were 40 trailers that came out at San Diego Comic Con. What, what were they pulling behind them? <laughs> uh, I swear to God. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with you sometimes. <laughs> but you 40. need to have a kid just so you can find somebody to appreciate your jokes. Yes. <laughs> I have dad jokes for days. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of these were TV shows. So I kind of feel like that doesn't count because... No. It's not a trailer. It's no, a commercial. It's, yeah, it's the, well, trailers are basically just longer commercials well, I mean, anyway. But in humans, that's something we don't need to talk about. But it's right. there. Oh, yeah. God. No, we do it's need to talk about this for a minute movie. because they finally showed finally the hair. showed Medusa's hair fucking moving, and it was so stupid. 
was it terrible. It was so terrible. It's literally her one thing. It's the one thing that is Medusa, is her fucking hair. Yeah. And it is, they've just fucked that up so much. They fucked up the show so it's much. so hard. I am so upset. Yes. Was that, was that so. Netflix? No, Inhumans no. is going to be ABC, ABC, but they're doing But they're going the... to IMAX for the, like, the first, so, like, it's going to be kind of right. like an hour and a half movie yeah. or so. Yeah. I, okay, we always say, and I've been wrong before, don't judge a book by its cover, but sometimes you can. And it's not even judging a book by its cover. It's judging it by what they put in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not even the cover. That's the internal content of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, my, I mean, my favorite TV trailer was American Horror Story, of course. I'm very excited about this next season. Um, but we did get to see a lot of movie trailers. One being the full trailer for Ready... Ready player player one, one, which looked awesome. I couldn't remember if we talked about that one last week. No, we just talked about the poster that they debuted. That's right. Yeah, yes. they only had the poster out when we recorded. Holy yeah, shit. the trailer was very good. I mean, as I said uh, last week, I have the book. I'm going to read the book. Because uh, yeah, you need to. Wow. Have you not read the book yet? Well, if I just said I need to read the book and I'm we, going I, to read the book, no, no, that thought, would mean that I haven't read the I book. I thought you had read it already. No, even last week, Josh remembered me saying that I haven't read it yet. I think I, I blocked that out because that. I was I like, how could you have not read this yeah. book? You got it from Loot Crate. It's yeah. in your house. I know yeah. it is. And but, I think when we got it, I said, Tony, you need to read this book. You need, <laughs> and, and you need to get through the first few chapters because they're slower, but then once he finds the first key... It it takes off from but there. But is there, you know, a bad guy? Yes. Well, because yes. the trailer didn't really seem to. You, you saw the organization that's against him in that. It's IOI is the name of this. So here's the. Oh, so people in the cars. Yes. Because I thought that was just like a computer simulation that here's they're doing the, a race here's game. Here's the brief synopsis of Ready Player One for anyone who hasn't read it, like Tony, I guess. Um, in the future, it sucks hard. It's like 2040, I think. And everybody yeah. li- exists in this virtual world. That's where people work. That's where they go to school. They're, the only currency left on Earth is, money is in this the game. money in this game. This virtual universe, too. Right. It's where, like, literally, there's virtual planets that you travel to. Right. And it's yeah. just ever-expanding, huge, yeah. never-ending universe. And the creators of this virtual world uh, hid keys that you... The creator. Yeah. Yeah, who had died. I thought it was... There were two creators. There were two creators, but it was really the guy who died who Who did this. Oh, you're getting way too deep into this. Don't give everything away. So so the goal is... And this game has been around for a while now, and nobody has found any of the keys at this point, at the beginning of the book. And the book explains... The journey to find these keys and how it becomes... Because you win just everything in the world. <laughs> you, well, no, you win the control of the company, right. which, which the guy... Would make you super rich. The guy who died, the guy, yeah. the creator, he he left control of his company to whoever finds this Easter right. egg so in the Oasis. It becomes a com- it becomes a competition between some good people and some bad people. Yeah, so there's to... this warring... This, this other... Uh, corporation that wants to take over the oasis to to improve profits by like charging more for it and everything and so everybody who is you know geeks and they love the oasis and everything they uh they want to prevent that 
this IOI corporation from taking over. So that's the, who the bad it's guy just, is. It's just little basically. guy versus big guy. Yeah, so that's the bad guys. But the best thing about this, the thing that really makes this story, is the fact that uh, I think it was James Holiday, something like that, something Holiday was his name, the guy that dies. Um, he was obsessed with 80s pop culture. So it's just fall so, of 80s pop so culture. So everybody is studying 80s pop culture in the society like crazy because they're looking for clues to how to find the Easter egg. So everybody in the society is obsessed with 80s culture. Right. So you see it everywhere, which is the best part about it is like you just, you know, if you watch the trailer, you see the main character. He's driving a DeLorean right. at one point. There's the Iron Giant. There's Freddy Krueger in this fight scene. You yep. know, like stuff like that is so it's pretty awesome. awesome. So that's that. That was my favorite from the whole weekend out of the 40. Yeah. That came out. Um, well, I mean, some of them too are reoccur. Like I've been looking at more of something new, something that hasn't been seen. Like right. Vikings, can't fucking wait for the next episode or season of Vikings. That show kicks ass. If you're not watching it, you need to watch it. I could go on and on about how very accurate they try to make with it being based off of legends and everything, the authenticity of you know the armor and everything and and what people are wearing. Stargate Origins mm. kind of got me. This is this a TV a show or a yes. movie? Okay. And what I got out of it was that they're going to go back to when they first discovered the Stargate. And it's going to be like a prequel to the movie. Now, that universe that they created is huge and wildly expansive. They had like the Atlantis, you know, Stargate yeah. divisions. They found other Stargates that went to other, you know, universe stuff. There's so much within there. I don't. I'm curious about the show because Stargate is one of my favorite all-time movies. For how much it kind of doesn't hold up, but it still kind of has that nostalgic feel. I don't know how interesting it's going to be if they don't actually use the Stargate. Which yeah, then if, if they it's retroactively a to yeah. the movie, then they never got the Stargate working. working yeah, yeah. So that one's going to be interesting. Did you guys see uh, the little bit teaser of Krypton? I don't think we watched that one. That. What is what Krypton is Krypton is a is the origin story? Well, not the origin story, but it's like about the L's. <laughs> it's a TV show. Yeah. About the L's. Yeah. About like a sitcom. Yes. <laughs> that would actually probably be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Jerry L. Krypton before L. Oh, Kara. It's Krypton before it blows up. Yeah. Basically. Okay. So. That would be interesting. Like, there's, I mean, they show it in the, sh when they have the, you know, the city under glass and everything and flashbacks-ish of stuff. And even within Man of Steel, it was kind of interesting seeing I would like to explore that, but it also, I really hate prequels because you know how it ends. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so it doesn't, unless there's You know something, most of them are going to die. With the okay. exception of like prequels that actually is going to explain something like, well, actually they don't really explain like something, Rogue but like one. the aliens or something, or Rogue One, you know, those kind of can explain more things going on. Right. Like I said, aliens doesn't really do that, but... It, <laughs> Try to tackle that question. <laughs> right. I don't know necessarily what this is going to tackle that hasn't already been lore within, you know, the creation of Brainiac right. 1. Well, they kind of know where Brainiac came from. and But that's never been 
like shown on TV. Well, who the fuck cares about TV? Read a comic or, book. Or or well, that's not true. They did Brainiac in, in Smallville. Did they do? Yeah, Brainiac in because it was James Marsters mm-hmm. from Buffy. That was oh Brainiac. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I mean, I think they did that a little bit differently than the yeah. storyline that was. And I think they did the, do. But... They might have done some sort of Brainiac story. They did something about the sentient computer in Supergirl. Oh, I can't. I, I don't think. Surprised. I don't think it was Brainiac yeah. though. Probably not. That's but, too soon. Yeah, I loved uh, the new Pacific Rim, even though it doesn't really give away the movie. Uh, it it's almost made to be like a um, propaganda piece to like join the core. You know, like right. here's and then here we're showing off the new the new Jaeger systems. If you remember in the first movie. It was hard to get people to to like believe in the Jaegers because they didn't ever really work until you know they finally were able to get some pilots to actually save the day. Now it seems like there's a whole fleet of them. Like this is the newest version, like your new Nikes that you get, your new Michael Jordan shoes. Here's the newest version of it, and they look a lot more sleeker. They Everybody look... has Jaegers now. <laughs> well, within the the trailer too, it looks like there's almost like. Not a portal gun, but, like, the anti-gravity gun. Like, there's a lot more of attachments, so there's going to be a lot more, like, weapon firing. And they look, like I said, less chunkier, more, like, they have more movement. So I'm expecting a lot more action sequences, which I'm okay with that, too. I'm also okay with... I'm also okay with, yeah, with RoboJocks, where they're giant fucking, like, you know, moving kind of, like... That's also kind of more realistic and... They're giant fucking robots destroying cities against. So nothing's giant... realistic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter because yeah. none of it's realistic. Um, the the why did this come out at Comic Con trailer for me was Jigsaw. I didn't even know they were doing another Saw movie. Saw movie. Yeah. But um, mm. I've watched all those. Yeah. You I... have? Really? Yeah. There. I have a friend that every October. We used to do a lot more, like, at least once a week, so, like, at least four, but we'd watch multiple of them. Now we kind of goes down to just one, but the month, but we always plan on a night to watch a scary movie, oh. and when the Saw movies were, like, Saw 5, and she never saw number one, I'm like, well, we got five now, we got all these to catch up on, and we watched Marathon them. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I yeah. can't. I can't. I, I know you struggled to watch that trailer. It was I, I, which is funny because you're the one that put it on. Well, <laughs> I was because I didn't know that it was a. It said Jigsaw official oh. trailer, so oh, my yeah, mind no, didn't saw. connect that that's what it was. Yeah, because his part name, of me kind of name, thought yeah. yes that it was, but uh, I can't. I, like I really love the idea of the first movie, especially the ending was really cool, but. I can't deal with all that gore. I just can't. No. <laughs> it's too much. And not only, because it's not only gore, it's like, it's very psychological. Well, that doesn't bother me. It's the gore that bothers me. Really? Yeah. See, the psychological. Like, see, like, I always like saw... that, though. The gore doesn't, because I know it's so yeah. out of there uh, that it doesn't make me strong. What's, fu- what's funny is, like, I've se- I saw the, like, I think the first three of those, and the worst th- part about it for me was when they fell into the bed of, into the like pool of used syringes mm. that was the worst part because oh, yeah, of that, just that the one mentality sticks in it. my mind of yeah 
sticks in Sorry, your mind. Sorry, I brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's the thing is it's the psychology yeah. of it. It's so, not... but like, why why Comic Con? Why did this have to yeah. come out? Isn't there yeah. there's horror conventions that this could have come out at, and it would have made more sense, but. It's because of this right here. It's because now we're now talking we're talking about, about it. it. Well, did you see uh, there was something that went around, and I think it was made for Comic Con. Like I don't remember what company or everything, but it was the tr- the trailer for Comic Con, the best trailer ever. Uh. No, Dirk Dirk sent it, uh, posted it. It's a good, hilarious five minutes of, and we're gonna talk about the trailer from this guy who is the writer. Hey, everybody. I know this is going to suck, but they already paid me cash for it, so I'm going to talk about how good it is with this person who is, you know, going to be a star. She goes, yeah, she starts talking. She thinks she's going to be a star, but really it's going to fail miserably. And then the guy that comes out that's an alien, or he barks. Like, it was, I thought I was going to, I was a thespian, and then I can only just, that's something I'll have to post later on, but that one is a great trailer. Now, what I will say is, before getting to number one, that I felt uh, won the day. Let's quick talk about Justice League. Did you guys watch that trailer? Yeah. 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 Did we? Yeah. Okay. Although we've already discussed it, I remember that trailer though was pretty good. Aquaman looks like a badass. Yes. Aquaman's got mad sharks. Like yeah. <laughs> got mad sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm like I'm a little bit kind of like. Okay, you know, yeah. I, I am interested, more so interested of Aquaman than ever. Yeah. Like, mm, I'm interested in Aquaman, too. Yeah. So, that one. <laughs> gonna not touch that one. But... I'll touch that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Is this this that was your number one? No, 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 no. Oh. My number one's next. Oh. Okay. So I, I I messed up when I said there was only one other one. Uh, There's two other ones I want to say for number <laughs> Thor one. Thor Ragnarok. What do yes. you want to say about Thor Ragnarok? Oh, asking your opinions. Did we watch good. the new Thor Ragnarok? I don't. I don't think we did. End we up did. catching that. We no. we there was. It was tough to keep up with all of them getting released. Yeah. And I think that was on the tail end. Okay. Well, it shows a lot more of the humor. Oh yeah, um, Jeff Goldblum's gonna having, be amazing in it, from what I understand. Yep, having uh, you know the, the Hulk turn into more of a warrior, smart Hulk because he's having full-on conversations, which shows you the transformation from mm-hmm. Hulk in the original movies, who kind of could barely say a lot, to sitting in Hulk form and talking to Thor about fire and and everything and it's gonna turn out that mark ruffalo got fired and they've gone through another <laughs> actor yeah, so they just do the cgi like, yeah they're like screw it he's just gonna be the hulk all the like time like they did with Colossus and deadpool yeah. well let's <laughs> we'll get a voice actor they're a lot cheaper you've already seen within the preview the first trailer was with uh them seeing each other at the battleground yeah. yes and then in this trailer they showed work yeah. yeah in this one they show kind of an aftermath and um Bruce Banner, you know, saying, you know, okay, well, who, who won? And Thor was like, oh, I won. And he goes, really? That doesn't seem like... And Thor's like, no, 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 I, I definitely won the battle. Like, because <laughs> yeah. he couldn't remember what happened at the end. So, really good. But number one, I mean, for me, I, I just... Nothing can beat it. I mean, it's really just so badass of a trailer. I mean, it's just a thriller to have watched it. Stranger Things. Yeah, I, thought, I was like, I don't. I think he's making '80s references, but I'm not 100. Or, or Michael Jackson yeah. song. Yeah. If you knew Michael Jackson at all. 
I said 80s references. Michael Jackson occurred in the 80s. I literally just listened to Thriller the other day. (laughs) (laughs) You can see how much more of a budget they have for season two. Like tenfold. Yes. And with that is going to come great things. It's going to be an epic season. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I still don't even fucking know like the end game of this thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We had the 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 demi gorgon, mm-hmm. but now there's like a giant fucking face hugger in the sky. It, it, this, it reminds this, me of this Cloverfield. One, this one is the bit, full yeah. like that. The last one was the demi gorgon. This one's the full on gorgon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the gorgon is a thing, isn't it? I, I, it's not a D and D thing. Gorgons. Yeah, but they're different than. Isn't what? Medusa a gorgon? Yes. Okay. Like, okay. Gorgons Thank you. can Woo! turn people to stone. <laughs> I did not know it was even a D and D thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a mythology it's, kind yeah. of thing, yeah. but which makes right. it a D and D thing. Yeah, everything <laughs> everything can be in D and D if you imagine to it, <laughs> imagination to it. So, uh, no, the trailer had everything. It had you know just the 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 soundtrack of Thriller, having it kind of set around Halloween time, so you see the kids dressed mm-hmm. up. So that really brings back them being Ghostbusters because yeah. it's yeah. kind of eerily not really ghosts, but deem like. Still don't know what the fuck the the underside is. The upside down. The upside down, yes. The underside. <laughs> the I know taint. what the underside is. <laughs> the world's taint. The taint universe. <laughs> it looks. It's gonna be awesome, and I'm very excited. And there, yeah. like it, it hit all the beats, and it showed kind of more and more uh, what uh, Will's kind of going through, having like flashing in and out of the worlds. And and just see like whenever there's a, a, a an upside down or something, it always brings me back to a link to the past, Legend of Zelda, where there's the, the Hyrule, and then when you go to the the other, you know, the dark dimension, and there's evil Hyrule, and how it's all mm. kind of the same but a bit different, it's or different or colors. like or like uh, Mario when you would go down into the sewer, and it'd be like the, the no dark. no that, that's not the same no? analogy at you all don't because think so? okay. No, no, because one is straight up the same world that's oh. dark, and the other one is I never what you're played. saying, going down into a toilet. I never played Zelda. Oh, my God, get off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I played Mario. My, I, I'm not kidding. My, my, um, my family would not let me play Zelda. They were kidding. We had it. <laughs> no, we, we had the game. We had the game, but it was the only... Uh, classic nes game that would actually be allow you to save your point your spot in the game i don't know if you guys remember that but it was the only one and they didn't want me to overwrite how far my stepsisters had gotten oh so therefore i was never yeah (laughs) (laughs) therefore i was never allowed to uh play they're all cunts Honey. I really wanted to i wanted to so bad no trust me you would have because we did that to my mom's friend's husband who owned it and oh really we weren't allowed to borrow video games ever again yeah. so you would have did it by mistake and yeah they would have been pissed so yes i think they had already beaten it too and it's like well what are you trying to save yeah it's just because they're cunts yeah yeah <laughs> right it's like fine buy me my own right all right so that was just fucking trailers that came out at san diego comic-con there's now a, let's get into the news. <laughs> there's actual news that came out at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, the biggest thing I thought, well, what I thought was the biggest thing was 
the announcement that the scrolls were going to be the man, main antagonist in Captain Marvel. So that means they're bringing the scrolls to the MCU. Yes, and I thought that the reason why we got the Chitari was because of legal rights. And it very well may have been at the time, right. and maybe they've loosened to how when they say the scrolls first came and everything. Well, it turns out they there are certain scroll characters that they cannot use, but the scrolls. Oh, as Super a, Scroll was definitely fantastic. Right, for. the scrolls as a whole apparently they still have the rights to. And since we know Fantastic Four ain't really making any movies yeah. anytime soon, except for the announcement that they are going to be making a Doom movie. Right. Please fucking don't, because it's going to be terrible. Well, the only thing that gives that any sort of hope is it's being done by uh, Noah Hawley, who did Legion. And I loved Legion. I thought that show was fucked up and awesome. Oh, for sure. And and that gives me pause to not be critical of it. Right, but we but still then have it's to Fox, be. Yes. and yes. It's, their track record is variable. But going back to the scrolls, yes. That is amazingly awesome because that is a big part of Captain Marvel as a whole. The story of, not even of uh, Carol Danvers, but of Marvel, the original right. Captain Marvel, and how you know he's created to to help, kind of protect the the Kree right from the Skrulls because they are enemies, mortal, mortal enemies. I wouldn't mind actually seeing that. Hasn't been a story. That was a story plot line. All through the 80s and 90s right. and nowhere anymore. They're pretty much... Really... Um, I think it'll be interesting because, you know, the scrolls are shapeshifters. We had that whole secret invasion thing in, like, the early 2000s. But since they're talking about Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans maybe not doing more movies in the future, it would be a really interesting way to, like, switch characters by making Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans scroll. How? That's... What? I'm not seeing it. By making them scrawl. So they've been scrawl this whole time. Oh, the entire time? Yeah. Since... Like in Secret Invasion. Oh, and the rear... Not rear. The real Iron Man has just been frozen in carbonite the whole time. In Secret Invasion, though, they were... Some of those imposters were in those roles forever. Mm. But... Like, Spider-Woman was the scrawl queen for like the entire length of spider Yes, however though they looked exactly the same. What you're kind of saying is they're going to just do a switch of actors. That seems a little convoluted to be like oh you're the new Tony Stark slash you don't look like Robert Downey Jr. I don't know if that would be the route that they would go because it seems a little little too far fetched than a god of thunder holding the giant hammer that gets destroyed and (laughs) and calling on lightning and, and shit like that. But I am looking forward to that. I am sad to hear, and I hope it's, I know it's not a rumor, they've said it, flat out said it, Marvel has, that Carol Danvers will not be in the Infinity War movie, and that's just a shame, even though, because a lot of people thought that was going to happen, and and I want a movie to surprise me with something. Right. I want something to come out like the shape of water at the end and have you know it actually be something hellboy instead of not really be hell like you know right. everyone's still fighting over all you need is a, a last money shot or something there to have so have her within <laughs> that would be a surprise <laughs> i'm like i don't know if i like that term in regards to carol danvers <laughs> everybody just sticks around for the end credit scene and it's a money shot <laughs> it's robert downey jr with the money yeah. cannon <laughs> 
No, but like seriously, have the studios like you don't need to with the way the internet works and stuff now. Seriously, people would like clamor to come see the movie if they're like, oh, she's gonna be in it. No, people are gonna be still coming anyways. Yes. I feel like more studios need to actually have some sort of big surprise, someone that's in the movie that you never thought would have been, and when you're like, holy shit. So I'm hoping, beyond hope, that this is one of them. She shows up randomly, and they're like, who are you? And she just does a quick line of, like, you know, I'm, you know, Captain Marvel, and, you know... Who the fuck are you? And then they just <laughs> yeah. battle, and then she kind of goes off and I don't does think her I've thing. Seen, I don't think I've seen your movie yet. <laughs> For the few, like, very few people that have not ever heard of her, because I do understand some of these people are going to these movies that have never read comic books. Right. But if you're actually going to see Infinity War, you probably have watched a lot of these other movies. You've probably heard a thing or two. And if some random person showed up in a battle that had superpowers and then went off in some way, it's going to do two things. One... You're not just going to be like, oh my God, who is that? I can't finish watching the rest of the movie without knowing who it is. No, you're going to be like, cool, that was another superhero that I may not have seen in one of the many other movies if they didn't watch. Or if you have watched them all, you actually know who she is. Or third, you're going to go and be like, who was that character? Go to Google. Find out. Oh, they have a movie coming out next year. Origin story. Yeah. Why not throw inside jokes or inside... uh... You know, little bits. Well, yeah, they Easter did. They did in people. Doctor Strange. Yeah. They referenced when he was. They were reading off the, the patients that he was trying mm-hmm. to decide were good enough for him, like big enough yeah. for him. One of them wasn't a nurse who had schizophrenia, mm. or a combat nurse or something like that, which is totally Carol Danvers. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. So, DC has decided since the Fantastic Four is not a Marvel thing anymore that they're going to do it instead. So, they're doing the Terrifics, which is directly a Fantastic Four ripoff. It is so... (laughs) Well, I look at it not... I mean, yeah. How do you say not ripoff? Because I think they're they're doing it... I mean, they're doing it on purpose. Yes. And they're doing it kind of lampooning enough to where it's protected. Well, you have... Mr. Terrific, who's the smart scientist. You have Elongate... No, Mr. Plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic, Plastic man, man. Not Elongated Man. Plastic Man, who's super stretchy. You Phantom... He is fantastic. Or Mr. Fantastic. Reed yeah. Richards. Yeah. And you have Phantom Girl, who's, you know, incorporeal or whatever. She's... You're see-through, invisible, invisible woman. And then you have Metamorpho, who's the disfigured brute guy. So... Uh, what, what did you say? Mr. What, what was his first name? Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific. That's, terrific. Yeah. Mr. Terrific. Yeah. Who is a character uh, Is he in able to like, burst into flames? No, he's just really smart. Yeah. Oh, so it's not it. like... So we, don't, so we don't have a human torch. No, no human torch. But that's literally the thing that you don't have. Right. Yeah. But you have the smart guy, you have yeah. the stretchy guy, you have an invisible... And the, the stretchy yeah. guy, Plastic Man, is totally like your Johnny Storm type character. Like, he's... Not right. serious at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing where it's like, it's not exactly, so right. they obviously can make it because yeah. they wouldn't be doing it if their lawyers didn't look up and down. Right. But it's it sounds pretty funny. I, I'm definitely going to pick it up to see what they do. How they, I'm going to If they it do up. like a flying terrific car or something. That would be awesome. Uh, it's being written by Jeff Lemire. So you know it's going to be awesome. It's probably going to be better than any of the most recent Fantastic Four books. Just saying. So well, yeah, because there haven't been any, so <laughs> but better than none. Right. Um, Flash movie gone through two directors now on its third. 
now it's Flashpoint, and not just the Flash movie. Well, they're not shooting it yet, right? They or... have not started shooting it okay. yet. It is now, I believe they're doing a page one script rewrite. Okay. They're rebooting. I don't... Before I'm... they even made the movie, they're rebooting it entirely. Okay, well, here, let's throw this out there. Warner Brothers owns DC. Yes. Unlike Marvel, where Marvel's comic books are... I mean, Disney owns Marvel, but there are two very different uh, companies that Marvel owns, the studios and the comic books. Comic books have more autonomy than the movies, financing-wise, and, and being able to do things. They obviously right. cross-talk and everything, but really when it comes down to it, they are run separately. In the set. Warner Brothers doesn't really have that, and the brass up there don't fucking get it. They keep ruining everything, and they're looking at, hey, guys, remember when Flashpoint did really well? Remember, Let's just make remember the- when Flashpoint was the most successful Flash story ever written? Yeah. Let's <laughs> just do that for our next movie instead of doing something even halfway original or somewhat in between the Justice League forming. Like, I, what else are they going to have after this? Right. Well, rumor is Ben Affleck is not going to be Batman for long. Yes. So, wouldn't Flashpoint be... Now, this is a rumor, because we've heard an opposing story that Ben Affleck signed on for three more movies, although we could not confirm this fact. No, well, that's... I mean, rumor. Right. He has pretty much just said, though, that he definitely wants to right. to do more. If the bat phone rings, he will answer. He was so, quoted at San Diego Comic-Con, so... If they want to replace him, though, wouldn't Flashpoint give them the perfect opportunity to replace him? Yes. So they're writing it all around Ben Replacing Affleck? Replacing Ben Affleck. That's the point that it's not... I mean, they're going to do that, probably. Right. But I don't see the need to, Or the... Like, get that... That's such... There's other stories that you can do before Flashpoint. Because after mm. Flashpoint, I just don't see where they're going to go in the realms of these movies. And it's... The whole thing, when they first said they were going to make a Justice League movie... They said they're they're gonna do it different than Marvel. They're gonna make Justice League and then do all the separate movies. And then they right. started just doing the separate movies beforehand, and really fucking up with the time scale and everything. And God, I, w- I hope Justice League is good, but so many reshoots. I don't know now. Well, you you know what they're probably going to do at this point is rewrite it so that it's almost all Wonder Woman. And Flashpoint. Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> it's just and Flash. So the Flash seems pretty awesome from the Justice League trailer. Yeah, he looks cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they always look cool until you watch the movie, and then the only one that has held up to the hype has been Wonder Woman. So yeah. we'll see. But um, so the the if they're replacing Ben Affleck, the the biggest name I've seen on the internet to replace him would be, or is, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is a bit older and played Thomas Wayne in... The flashback. Yeah. In in, um, um, Batman vs. Yeah. So if they do end up replacing Ben Affleck with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, are they going to stick to that flashback and make Batman Thomas Wayne? Yeah. Like in in Flashpoint? Yeah. That could be... An interesting twist, which I would appreciate. But mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Flashpoint. Well, see, the thing is, though, is that the end, by the end of Flashpoint, the movie, they're going to want to reset it to something. Right. 
Which, honestly, now that I think of it, that is their only saving grace now. They're going to pretend that the Suicide Squad and the yeah. Jared Leto Joker yeah. didn't happen. It's totally this a their, reset button. That they have to do that so soon. Now, actually, I take back what I just said, like, the last five minutes. Maybe someone at Warner Brothers knows, fuck, we need to reset this. This is our only out right now, so yeah. I guess we're going to use yeah. it quickly. Then They so- came to it faster than the X-Men did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. And then they continued to fuck it up after that, but that's beside the point. did, yeah. Yes. Um, Until they came out with Logan. Yes, Logan was the redeeming movie in that. Uh, finally, on my end at least, uh, Spawn, we talked about a few weeks back, the movie with, um, God, what the fuck's his name? Todd McFarlane? Yes, thank you. It just a complete <laughs> blank. I probably was going to say Seth MacFarlane, yeah. as we do. Um, you know, wants to write, direct the Spawn movie. Like, it's not happening unless he can write and direct it. And so he was having a hard time finding money or a production company to put it out. But finally, he announced at Comic-Con that he is partnering with Bloomhouse Productions to put this movie out. So it has a home now, which means it's that much closer which to happening. is a really legit production yes. company, too. Yes, it they, is. They did the Purge movies and a bunch of other ones. They've done a like, bunch of movies. They've had some good, really good movies, and like all production companies, yeah. they've had some terrible movies. But they um, they are specialized in like horror movies yep. and stuff like that, so this is perfect. And it will be interesting. And, he, and it's, he stuck to the idea that Spawn was going to be like an idea mm-hmm. instead of like a full-fledged character, and the movie's going to focus around Twitch, probably... It's going to be like a the Babadook sort of movie, where the Babadook doesn't really pop up too often, but the idea of it being there the whole time is terrifying and like really stresses you out. So I imagine it being that kind of movie, which could be really cool and save you lots of money on uh, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're also doing maybe a Sam and Twitch BBC show. I was going to wait for you to say that, because I didn't want to... Kevin Smith Step is, on your toes again. Kevin Smith is directing, perhaps. Really? Okay. I don't know that... Kevin Smith comes out and says he's doing 800 things a year, and none of them come to fruition, so... Yeah, for his Batman do you remember, movie. Do you, re- yeah. do you remember when he was going to do uh, Green Hornet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Green Hornet. He's been tied to um, just all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. we'll see. This one sounds like it has a little more like reality behind it, but will those two things then... Probably not, since it's the BBC, but will they tie together? If they're going to do a Sam and Twitch TV show and then do a whole movie that's based around Twitch, are they going to play nice together, or are they going to be completely separate stories? I don't know. Stall. All right. Well, I do have a lot more that I could talk about. However, it's about that time, kids. We just... There's so much. Yeah, so... And there will be so little next week, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So catch up. The hangover, the Aftercon hangover. Uh, Booze in the book this week is shirtless bear fighter number two, which is pretty much the title of this book. So much. Well, the whole like part, like this movie, is about a man who is fighting the the rise of the bears that are attacking cities and everything. The whole thing is just kind of like wild. But when you get some of those comic books, like, there's a lot of them that pop up here and there that are just, like, that seems interesting and it kind of goes nowhere. This one, though, is fun. Yeah. And... The first the first issue had a alternate cover that he was completely naked on. Well, that's why you picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see a lot of penises on covers. No. And part of this 
this book goes towards me and, and the groom almost getting in a fight uh, this past weekend over, we stole his uh, cell phone so he couldn't talk to his uh, fiance and he got really pissed. And... Are you both bear types? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and shirtless? That was part of why it kind of brings me up to why. And then one of the beers that we had, which kind of got us into the drunken state of fighting and everything, is, uh, fuck, what is it? It's DKML, Dick Kicking Malt Liquor from Founders. Yes. It is a 14.2% ABV. The shit, it's like a barley wine almost. It is a barrel-aged ale. It's super kind of like scotchy sweet. It's hella good, and it will kick you in, in the dick. The dick. Even if you it don't have really one, good. it'll kick yeah. you right in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, it goes perfectly with this book, which is part that of is like almost this past pairing. weekend. Yes. Dick kicker malt liquor. P.S. <laughs> Founders is awesome because they name their beers things like Dick Kicker Malt Liquor. Yeah. I remember <laughs> us going to Founders and having to ask yeah. the waitress, what does that stand for? And she got all quiet and shy and she's like, because we're surrounded. You know, Founders pulls in the regulars and the locals, but it also pulls in all the tourists. And there's a such a wide variety of people who go there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're surrounded by like the families and stuff. So she gets all embarrassed and she leans in and she's like, Dick Kicker Malt Liquor. And we're like, oh. That's the best name ever. (laughs) And we're like yelling it. (laughs) Did you hear that, baby? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So words of wisdom for this week come from Jean-Luc Picard. Picard rationality tip. There's no such thing as a ghost or a devil. It's just an alien. It's always an alien. I love how you only say it in your voice. Like you don't really try to get into the character. I want to hear I you say that again. I, Try I, to do it again. Do it in the British accent. Do, no, or in Jean-Luc Picard's just... Doesn't he have a British accent? He does have a British accent. Yeah, yeah but it, it's... Sean Patrick. It, or, or it's Sean Patrick Flannery? Sean, Sean Patrick Stewart. <laughs> As Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Try to do it in his voice. Channel him. Picard rationality tip. There is no such thing as a ghost or a devil. Is he Cockney now? (laughs) Sorry, sir. It's just an alien. It's always an alien. That's my uh, Patrick Patrick Stewart Stewart in Clockwork Orange, apparently. (laughs) Stay thirsty for better voiceovers than Tony. Engage. (laughs) 